here are some of the biggest questions that you should be asking yourself. Have you found what your passion is in this life? If the answer is no, what would it look like to live a fully passionate life? If you have, what are your next goals surrounding your ventures? Do you know how you want to take your passion to the next level? That's what this passion podcast is all about. My name is Drew Ross, and I'm a certified life coach who helps individuals find their passion and turn it into valuable profitability. Interested in getting out of a rut and into a new routine? I'm your guy, and let me show you how. Welcome back to the Better You Love Drew podcast. This is episode number 39, Come As You Are. in your life have you said, I wish I could change this about myself, or I hate that I do this. There could be a combination of the two. I'd be so much better if I blank or if I didn't do this. All of these are very normal thoughts and sentences during the human experience. And this could be the inner dialogue that you have with yourself. And I would imagine that if you're doing this with yourself, then when it comes to other relationships, you're doing it too. I have a really refreshing offering. What if you didn't have to change elements of yourself or of others? At the end of the day, you're one person, not multiple people. You are one person that has many characteristics and same with other people. So I'm Drew, who loves spending time with my friend, yet gets annoyed when my friend doesn't text or call me back. I love what I do for work, and I get highly frustrated when technology is great until it decides not to be. I enjoy spending time with my family, but get really antsy when I've been around them for weeks on end. The reason I give you these examples is because I could spend time trying to change who I am in these situations, which would cause a lot of friction, by the way, or I could just let me be me and let others be themselves, technology, friends included family members included too. Not changing the emotional elements that exist in these examples is really important. Just allowing them to exist as they are, in turn, changes the way you show up for yourself and others in these situations. So the emotional aspect remains relatively stagnant, but the way you show up is the thing that's subject to change. When I was traveling a few weeks ago, It was a Wednesday at the beginning of May, and we had just gotten settled into Santorini. The first day we woke up, I had planned to go to the gym. My mom was going to wake up at work, and then we have breakfast scheduled for 9 a.m. I scurried through my workout to go pick her up in her room right at 8.55 in the morning, and she was still 15 minutes out when I got to her room, 15 minutes out from being dressed ready for breakfast. I had rushed my workout. I was hungry. I was impatient. So I waited for her to get ready. And this was the first time we had had a morning routine in a while together. So I was quickly reminded that I enjoy doing things on time and according to schedule. And my mom is more lax with her timelines while on vacation. So we have another shot at this. And that's on Thursday when we have the same plan for breakfast. But this time it's at 830 rather than 9am. So it's just a little bit earlier. When I was in the gym the next morning, prior to the scheduled breakfast, I preemptively knew that we weren't going to be seated at breakfast at 8.30 a.m. I love her to death, but clearly she's prone to have a 10 to 15 minute delay, and she reminded me of that the day before. So I could have had a repeat experience of yesterday, 
or spend extra time stretching and not rushing my workout. When I went into her room right before 8.30 a.m. and noticed that it was the same narrative that she would need 15 more minutes, I experienced the exact same emotions, but I handled it totally differently. I allowed myself to be hungry, and I recognized that I would survive because I'm only eating a few minutes later than originally planned. And I let myself feel impatient, but still be engaged while we talked as she got ready. There are things that are important to me, and there are things that are important to her. Meeting in the middle is what makes that relationship great. I can expect to be patient and hungry when sliding behind or beyond a reservation time. I like to eat when it's scheduled, and I like to be on time. I can also expect that if this is a reservation with my mother, both of those things are going to be delayed. So what? I could sit there and try to avoid these emotions and buffer them away on Instagram or by distracting myself. And I could also be breathing down my mom's neck to help her to move quicker or lecture her on why being on time is important and how my schedule and routine is more important than hers. But none of that is the case. I love spending time with friends and get annoyed when they don't text or call me back because I try and do the same for them and I enjoy talking with them. I love what I do for work and I get highly frustrated when technology is great until it isn't because it slows me down when I'm in a creative flow that I'm excited to share with the world. I enjoy spending time with family but get antsy when I'm around them for weeks because I'm an adult now and I'm introverted. So I find that I have less time to recharge for myself than I normally would in Chicago. In each of these situations, I can just expect that during friendships, my friends might do some things that annoy me. I can't control how they show up. So that means that I just have to expect that my friends may or may not call me back in a certain amount of time. And that's all right. Going into this situation, already anticipating how they're going to show up might annoy me for just a bit, but nothing has gone wrong. So in these direct steps, you might recognize that you have a trigger, and it's either with yourself or with somebody else, but generally it's both. From an inward focus, you are one person that makes you wonderfully you. This topic is extra important because it saves you so much time when you don't have to manipulate aspects of yourself or manipulate aspects of others, because this isn't possible to begin with. It's possible, actually but it's time-consuming and not necessary. Think about all the emotional and mental capacity that you use just by festering and wishing you were different from who you actually are. And all that emotional and mental capacity that is spent trying to change the way others show up. Come as you are and let others do the same and then use that extra time and emotional gas tank to focus on what's really, really, really important to you. You know exactly what that is because you probably can't stop thinking about that thing right now. How freeing that you're wonderfully you with no edits and so are others. See you later, everyone. In what ways are you tapping into the best version of yourself on a daily basis? Maybe you've been following me since the beginning, or maybe this is your first ever Better You Love Drew podcast episode. Regardless, if you like what you hear on the podcast and want to take this information and apply it to your life today, that's what I'm here for. Working with a life coach helps make your already amazing life even more amazing. 
It's possible to set up really big goals and achieve them. And it's possible to change the way you are currently operating to show up daily for a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. And it's also a lot easier than you might think. Instead of thinking success like that happens to other people, let me show you how you can do it for yourself. Book a consultation with me via Instagram at Drew Ross Coaching. You can also do it via my website, DrewRossCoaching.com, or by sending me an email, DrewRossCoaching at gmail.com. The time is now and you are ready, I promise you. See you in the consultation.